Dallin, 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 Dallin. What? What is going on today? Uh, well, we're not quarantined in our house. Yeah, There's t- that. Today was a big day. President Trump talked about Declared a lot of a things. Declared a national emergency. Um, we are following the trend that Italy followed in the their outbreak with the numbers. And very soon it just jumps up like dramatically. So it's kind of scary. Yeah. So no quarantine. I have to say... This is March 14th, March 13th at the time of this recording, just so you know. I'm, glad, I'm glad there's no quarantine. I think school has been canceled in the state of Utah, though. The governor it did has, something yeah, today. For like at least through spring break. Talon and I have been working... Colleges are canceled. On graduations. Our, like storage situation of food. Um, and I... A part of me, and I don't want this to come off like flippant or that I hope for disaster, because I don't. But a part of me was like... Wanting to see if if I could survive a quarantine. Yeah. Just to see if I had done it right. It might still happen. Like if it gets crazy. I don't want there to be. I wish there was like, you know how like in schools they do school drills for fires or for like, like a fire drill, you know, Uh I wish there was like an epidemic drill. Like where the entire country blows the horde and says quarantine. Yeah. Go to your house for for two weeks. (laughs) See if you survive. (laughs) That would be nuts. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. I have one more thing concerning the pandemic. I have another thing concerning the end of our last podcast too. Um, I just have learned something about myself. What? I, there are few pleasures. It's like one of my top 10 pleasures. I want to hear this list. (laughs) Walking in to a well-stocked food storage closet. It just brings peace of mind. I don't know. It brings more than that to me. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a literal high. I think I'm like if if I had a Patronus, I think it would be like a beaver or a squirrel. Yeah. Animals that a store bear. things and create <laughs> fortresses around their homes. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anyways, what was your thing? Your calling should be emergency preparedness in our church. I don't want to do that. I just I don't like taking. I just take care of myself. Okay. I don't want to teach other people. It's your calling in our house. Yeah. I give it to you. Thank you. I accept it. All right. Uh, the last podcast, we ended it talking about how I put a fried egg on peanut butter and syrup pancakes. Did and we it's get so emails? Good. Um, we just barely posted it. So not yet because okay. people are still listening to it. So they're probably uh, getting to the end right now as we speak. I will be floored if more people support you in this. Please me. support me. Send in taking sides with no. the dashes at gmail.com and tell me if you've ever done that or if Don't you try it. Don't give him pity votes. Don't give him pity votes. Or if you just think it's gross, say that too. Also your weird food things, because we want to do a, a taking sides yeah. podcast about anything having to do with food and PSA. your, and your real, uh, the significant other or your family. Send your weird food things. Pictures are encouraged to taking sides with the dashes. <laughs> 
Ashley's at gmail.com. We'll do our best to describe the photo in the podcast. And we'll let you know if we think what you eat looks weird or looks good. But it has to be something that people are like, you do what? Yeah. That kind of thing. Make it a good one. Make it a good one. Okay, you guys, let's dive into the questions without further ado. This first one is called, help, I'm falling asleep at my desk. Well, this sounds like a personal problem to me, Ariel, but we'll we'll go with it. Hi, Dallin and Ashley. My name is Ariel, and I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, eh? I have been following your vlogs and podcasts for over a year now, and I absolutely love them. Thanks, Ariel. We love you. We love you. I'm here for some advice, and I'm hoping you might have some ways to help me. My partner and I have been together for five years now, and while we're both growing together, there's one thing that's been growing us apart, our sleep schedules. Hmm. Not to say that we work shift work. Oh, talking about shift, shift work. work. Big old pile of shift, shift work. Okay. That was beautiful. Country Not fans. to say that we work shift work. Shift. <laughs> we work the same hours Monday through Friday, but for some reason, my partner has taken the I'll sleep when I'm dead saying way too far. He has a tendency to wake up in the middle of the night around 1 a.m. and is then unable to fall asleep until 5 I, on the other hand, cherish my eight hours. Wow, eight hours, that's, that must be nice. We both are unable to fall asleep when in separate beds, but when he's tossing or turning or getting up to go for a drive to help calm himself down, my sleep schedule gets disrupted. Any thoughts on what we could do to maintain the ability to sleep in the same bed while allowing me to enjoy my, enjoy my eight hours? I've entertained the idea of crushing up melatonin in his water at night. I was going to say, you could drug him. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, to make him sleep soundly, but that may be my last resort. Does he, you could just buy him a gummy. Like, do you need to, do you need to, does he want to take melatonin? My question is, why does he have to like reach the point that he has to do something to calm himself down? Like, some people have, something's happening to him the night that maybe melatonin is a very normal thing that a doctor would like prescribe him or something like that. You don't even prescribe it. You just go, you like recommend, you just go buy it at Costco. Yeah. Like I have friends who do that. They just, it just helps them sleep really good. Yeah. Some people have a really rough time sleeping. I've never been one of those people. One time I fell asleep literally taking, so like at our church, we take the sacrament and um, they bring around like bread and water. It's like, I think they do that in a couple different kinds of churches. Yeah. I fell asleep. I went to reach into the bread to pick out a piece of bread and I fell asleep with my hand in the tray. Wow. How is that even possible in a literal moment? Another time, and this might be like, you know, why I wasn't a great employee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I fell asleep at, I was working at Cold Stone and I was managing it. And I was the only worker there because it was in the middle of winter. And fun fact, no one buys ice cream in the winter. Right. So to all you winter ice cream store employees, (laughs) that's where I watched eight seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Anyways, I fell asleep at the counter. I don't know how long I was sleeping at the counter, but then... Like against the cold stone? No, I was sitting up on the counter by the waffle cone maker, and I fell asleep there. And someone woke me up. Who knows how many... customer. Uh, Hello. (laughs) Who knows how many people came in and got free ice cream? Yeah, I knew the exact place that I could sit and watch TV. Again, I was a great... I did all the job, like I was there for 12 hour shifts alone. So I got all the cleaning done, all the ice cream making done, all the cake making. I got everything done and I still had eight hours. And there were, there was one spot in all of the cold stone where I could sit, where the manager who like the owner, she used to watch us all. She would just watch on us camera. on cameras all the time. She couldn't see me there. 
So I would just sit there and watch Grey's Anatomy for hours until the store closed. <laughs> she would call me and be like, where are you? I'd be like, I'm just right here. Just right I'm here. Just here. Anyways, tangent. I would say... Cool story, Hansel. Talk about him and find out if he wants to drug himself. Like, help your... Yeah, that that sounds horrible to me. Like, let's help him get some get his eight hours as well. Because, like, before you have kids, man, cherish that sleep. Because it's going to go away for a long time. So, uh... This is weird. Sh- this is, like, not great quality advice. We <laughs> would say drug yourself. <laughs> well, no, he should definitely see a doctor. It sounds like he has some kind of issue helping, like, that gets really worked up during the night. Maybe he so, doesn't want to fall asleep, though. Like, I sometimes... I, I used to be a big sleeper, but I've kind of become... Because I don't have a lot of me time during the day. Yeah. I kind of, like, sometimes... I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I could go to sleep or I could do stuff for me, like watch a show or play. That's what keeps me up at night. Like do stuff. I finally get to like be an, a, an adult, Maybe he's an autonomous adult. Cherishing his stuff. Kids are asleep. Yeah. I don't know. If it's keeping you awake, I would maybe just fall asleep together. And like sometimes with Dallin, one of us won't be able to sleep well. So one of us... We'll just go watch a show on the couch. The or... When I do get up before Ashley, I am careful to like slide out of bed. Like you don't need to. <laughs> do you, I wake you up every time or do no, I? I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, I just don't want to wake you up because you're sleeping so soundly. So maybe there's a little something he could do there to help you out. Uh, I, I, Ashley and I are both such good sleepers. I'm sorry we're not much help here. Yeah, this isn't helpful. But like d- sleep is so important. You should definitely go see a doctor and just get some recommendations because that's because that's affecting both of you. I don't so know. Totally. Only if he wants to. Maybe he's getting me time. <laughs> don't drug him if he wants me time. Uh, no, he should be on board with the melatonin. If I were him, shoot, I would want the melatonin. I would be afraid Jeez. to take melatonin because I would be afraid I would be more tired when I woke up. Like, are you groggy? I don't think so. Melatonin's like super duper safe. Your body makes it naturally. No, I know and there's it's no safe. addiction. I'm just saying, are I you read. groggy when you wake up? I don't know. Okay. Ariel, uh, <laughs> we're sorry. That was so But we love helpful. you. That's just our take on it. Maybe drug yourself. Drug your- Sleep deeper. There we go. I heard though with melatonin, and this is why I'm afraid to ever use it if I wanted to, that you would get nightmares that you can't wake up from. Really? Like night terrors. And I already get night terrors. And I don't know how I would function if I couldn't wake up from them. I would just get murdered over and over again over all over. night long. Maybe you'd get really good at controlling your dreams. No, you know, I wouldn't. Some people can do that. Anyways. Anyways. All right. I'm next sorry. question. I'm sorry you don't <laughs> sleep. We don't sleep either. Uh, let's jump to our sponsors. Thank you so much to the sponsors to keep this podcast going. Then we'll come right back with our next question. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right, this one is from Carly. She says, our travel dreams don't match. We've had a similar one to this. Uh, the this husband only life. wanted to go to Alaska, remember? Yeah, well, this is like us. This is, yeah. All right, let's All have All winter, it. Dallin's like, let's, we could do a ski vacation. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want like, to go from a cold place me? to another cold place. Why would I go from this place to a place I'm that's like, colder? Let's go to Denver, man. Take advantage. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, this is a common thing. Okay, let's read it. Hey, Dashley family, my husband and I have been married for a year together for nine. High school sweethearts and married youngish. Cuties. We seriously have such a great relationship and have been able to talk through most of our little arguments. Well, good. We have been having one issue that we just can't seem to figure out, and I was curious what you would suggest. I love to travel to new places, and normally we travel together domestically, but I love going international as well. 
I'm super, super cheap when I travel. Ho hostels, pack my own lunches, will walk as much as possible. I just love the experience of a new place and a different culture. Oh, I want to travel with That's you so cool. because I'm afraid to do all these things. Yeah? Like... Stay in a hostel in another I, country? I watched Taken once and it's ruined me, so... Mm, yeah. Not that I assume that I'm, like, cute enough to be taken or something. Of course you I don't are. know. I just... It ruined me. So I, I can't... I would just want to travel with someone who knew what they were doing. Right. I studied abroad in Thailand, used to live in Europe anyway. There's more, there's one more volunteer. One, uh, there one is more... one more trip, a volunteer trip, less than two weeks to Fiji. That's my dream. My husband says he would rather spend the money on a trip for both of us, not just me. I know he wouldn't like the trip at all because I am the one that plays rugby and love doing the non-tourist path. We don't have kids yet and I really want to do this before we do have kids but he really doesn't understand it. What should I do? I mean, Man, if this is just... your dream, I mean, there's a, there's a part, there's one of the chapters in eight dates by John Gottman talks about uh, supporting your partner in their dreams. And, and there were some pretty extreme ones in there that he counseled couples to like, look, it's your partner's dream. Like if you're their biggest cheerleader, like you got to let them do it. Like there was a, there was a guy who wanted to go live in Israel for a year to learn more about his roots and his wife and he wanted to do it by himself. And, and John Gotten was like, obviously this is a big thing, but if it's honestly one of his big like dreams to do this, like this is your life partner. Like you got to support him in this, you know? So, I mean, this is, it might be, some, it was new to me to hear that. I mean, obviously I want to support Ashley in her dreams, but just to have the, have the confirmation from like the most world renowned thought leader in, in relationships ever to hear you say like, you got to support your partner's dreams. Like that's, this is their life dream to do something like that. And if this is your life dream to do this, like your partner should, your partner should totally, like you can afford it. He should totally support you in this. He, and he's saying that he wants to just spend the money on a trip for both of you. Not just, here's the thing though, like you. Fiji is beautiful. Maybe he doesn't do the, all the volunteer stuff and he doesn't play rugby. You're not going to be doing it all day. I'm guessing. I don't know, but he could be doing other things while you play rugby. Yeah. Why doesn't he like the idea of Fiji? I don't know. And unless then, it's, unless the, unless you really just want to do it by yourself. Like that's a dream of yours. He should really support you. And like, that's a big thing. And it might just be weird for him to just hear you say, obviously he's not really on board just to hear you say um, that you want his support on this. I don't know. Maybe would, read eight dates is, together or this something. This is what I would do. Cause it's not fun to spend like your vacation money on something that you don't want to do. Like, it's just, right. that's like, if you boil it down, like that's not fun. I would sit down and that's your dream, your dream trip before starting a family. I would figure out what his was and then start saving money for both of them. And then have like the dream trip year where you do both of each other's before dreams, like make kids, it as important so to, for you to do his dream as you want it to be for him to do yours. Like don't be, don't say like, oh, well, I just, I like doing the cheap route and the, the tourist path. Like that's cool, but, but be willing to do his dream too. If, if you want him to be, to be willing to do yours, even if you think it's kind of lame, because it sounds like he loves you, but he kind of thinks your vacation is a lame vacation as far as his idea of vacations go. So like make a list and like make a plan on how to, you know, like wisely and reasonably save for both vacations and get them in before before maybe before you get to that big step of starting a family where maybe you wouldn't be able to do those dream vacations 
And then they can be something that you both look back on and have these amazing memories and, and these bucket lists checked off for both of you. Yeah. So it sounds like we're just running with the assumption that this is within your budget totally and it doesn't stretch it. And it sounds like your husband just has some some feelings behind that all the money you spend on vacation should be something that you both like. But I think the principle here, and this is backed by like research from John Gottman, is that partners should support each other in your dreams, like your life dreams. Those are a big deal. And he says that you should support your partner in your life dreams. So let him know how much this means to you that your life dream and that you want to make it happen and you really want his support on this. And then like Ashley said, plan out something that's his dream that you're both going to budget it for. Make really it. important, just as important. Something that you. he would freaking love, even if you're not totally down for it, Carly. And yeah, like something like you're willing put to it work up on extra your vision board to make happen. And decide like, how you're going to make this happen. Be super committed to it. There, it's it, it should be. It will be so fun for you to do this trip for him. Like to sh- to do this for him. It's like giving him this huge gift, and it can be so fun for him to do this huge trip for you. And just showing that you support each other so much, and and just say that you really think that you want to, you really want to value the principle of like supporting each other in your dreams and. Maybe as you talk about it, you decide that this isn't one of your like life dreams and you want to do something different, you know? So you never know, but just talk it out. Let him know how you honestly feel about it. Boil it down to your emotions and get his emotions behind it because he obviously has some strong emotions behind the money spent on a vacation. And Figure uh, out fig- what's important to him. Yeah. Like what he would want to do on a vacation. And then go from there. Cool. Carly, good luck. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know you guys can work this out. Alrighty, next one from Rosa. Hello, Dashley family. My name is Rosa. Feel free to use my name. All good, because I just did. did. And because that would just fill my love tank with sunshine. Oh, good. Rosa, 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 Rosa. Let me first say, huge fan. Listened. Uh, thank you for your wonderful and inspiring podcast. Well, thank you. I watched your vlogs, but just found your podcast recently. All right, cool. This would have been a much more lengthy email before I found your podcast, but your advice has really helped my relationship. And now we are much happier, both of us communicating using I messages and asking the other's intentions, which leads me to my tiny, tiny issue. And here it goes, Ash. You ready? I'm so glad our advice helped your relationship. I know. Dallin and That's I really good to have hear. so much anxiety that we are just killing relationships. Yeah. If you guys have any like success stories from things that we've said, um, that would be really cool to hear just for our own selfish reasons. Also, I think it would be fun to share on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like start it off with a success story from something that you guys learned here or elsewhere because it's good advice. Or and if you have a fail story, you can share that too. And <laughs> we can try a new tactic, of a new pathway a what, of advice. A what you learned story or a, what, like a how you succeeded story. They're right. both, both good. And well, that's uh, how we'll start the podcast once we start getting those. That'd be really fun. All right. Uh, Here we go. My boyfriend and I have had a fast relationship. We met at an old job and initially things were just friends, but that quickly evolved when he swept me off my feet. All right. He's my best friend, treats me like a queen. After one month of dating, oh wait, she said, especially now after learning each other's love languages. Well, good. Nice. After one month of dating, he said, I love you first. After five months, he brought up marriage someday. After eight months, we moved in together and now three years, new house, new car, sweet little adopted kitty. We are basically committed. Did I mention he also has an eight-year-old son from a past relationship who I have now known since he was four? All right. Without going into boring details, the biological mom is dealing with some personal issues and have not has not been involved in the past year, but I call him mine because he fills me with unconditional love and also says I'm his other mom. I'm head over heels for my boyfriend and his child, and they have both made me a better person, and I feel complete. My question is, how can I bring up the marriage topic without sounding too pushy? 
My boyfriend and I have already had this discussion. We both agree we want this and are ready. I'm turning 25 in April and he just turned 30 in October. He says he's ready and that it takes time to save money, but I have told him many, many times that I would just prefer a cheaper ring, under $1,000, even $500, because I value our marriage and our future after, uh, I value our marriage and our future more than having jewelry. Okay, Rosa, here is my sage advice. It sounds like you're basically married. Uh So I don't see the big deal. Does he know all these things? Well, we've talked about this before. He just has some fears around money and throwing a party. And I wonder if there's something else hidden under there. Well, let me finish. I'm not saying like you're, I feel like it, it's not a, like it it shouldn't be like this big hurdle to get married. Uh I don't know. Maybe he's, he wants to give you something beautiful and special. I would just really, I mean, if if you have family members who you, it's so important for you that they are at your wedding and you're getting, they're getting to a point in their life where that might not be something that's a for sure in like the next five years, if you wait that long, I would just tell him and be like, listen, I want to get married so bad. I love you. You're the person I want to marry. I've lived with you for four years. I'm your child's like adopted mother. I, I love you so much. I'm, I don't worry about a big party. I, I just have, I want my family to be here. I want for it to be moment. official. I want it to be official. I want it to be real. Yeah. Does he even know like all these feelings you just shared with us about how important it is for you to like, for your last grandparent to see like you all walking down fears. the aisle, all this stuff. Yeah. Like he, he may not even know that, you know, and he has some other feelings that it sounds like you may or may not totally understand completely. So which you should, you should should totally understand that. So here's what I suggest, like have a great night together, like get your son down, do something that really communicates love to him. And then just say like, honey, I love you so much. I've been thinking a lot about marriage. I know we've talked about this before. And I I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound pushy. Yeah. Just say it. Just be upfront. I don't want to sound pushy about this at all. I just want to let you know my feelings. And I I just want to understand your feelings because I brought this up before. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared my grandma won't be able to be at my wedding if we wait too much longer. Yeah. Say the actual emotion. I'm, I'm scared. Um, I'm so excited about the idea of spending the rest of my life with you. I'm scared about my grandma not being able to see me walking down the and aisle. it's so important for me to have her there. I, I know you have fears too and I want to hear all of them or, I want, or whatever. Like I know you've expressed hesitation about this or that. Like please just tell me how you're feeling. Has it come up on your mind ever? Honestly, it's on my mind a lot. And I just want to, I just want to understand your feelings behind this because I care so much about you. I just want to be on the same page about this. And I want you to understand where I'm coming from too. Right. And sometimes my mind takes me to these weird places where I feel like you don't want to get married to me for some reason. And I don't want it to go there. Tell them all the stories in your head. And you're like, and I don't believe them that these are fears that come up sometimes. So I just want to know be totally open with you because I love you so much. Stuff like that. And I want to know what, what you think about this. And I want to know exactly what you think about it. And I, I want to know if you're scared about something. Tell me all of your feelings. Boil it down to the emotions. I even want to know if you don't want to get married. And even if you don't want to get married, I still love you. I just, I want, I don't want to be like waiting for this mystery date to maybe happen. Uh-huh. Like I want, I need a plan. Yeah. And just reassure him of your love because um, your hesitancy to bring it up sounds like maybe it's gotten... I don't know, emotional in the past or heated maybe. Well, I think it's like a cultural Something thing like too. Like and girls don't want to be pushy or like... Yeah, so just just share your feelings and reassure him that you love him and you're so committed to him and and but also that you like let him know your actual emotions and feelings behind 
making it official and letting your grandma be there and, and all, and how important that is to you and all that good stuff and understanding his feelings. Maybe there's something he hasn't even shared with you yet. You know? So I did it to Dallin. I was like, Hey, I'm going to, if you want to get married, I'm going to need to switch schools Yeah, and I need to let them know this month if I'm switching schools. And something that will probably happen because it happens to me and Ashley all the time. And our therapist constantly has to say, that's a great argument. Like that's a great legal brief. You know, that's a great narrative in your head. That's a great story. But what, what are you feeling? Like, how do you, how does that make you feel? How do you feel about that? And then once we finally boil it down to the emotion, he's like, there we go. Let's run with that. And there's really nothing to fight about. Like if I say, Dallin, when you do this, I don't know why, but I feel scared. Like when you do this, Dallin can't be like, whoa, like there's no argument to it. All he can say is, like, oh, shoot, oh, wow. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want you to, want you to feel that yeah. way. Or Dallin, when you do this, I feel like, I don't know, like what's another feeling? Embarrassed, embarrassed. Scared, like when confused, you say this, when you, when you tell that story about me, I feel so embarrassed. We have a deck of emotion cards that our therapist made us buy yeah, or, just to practice, like even having the, the, the vocabulary to, to verbalize your yeah, emotions. Like, Dallin, when you do this, I feel so confused. And Dallin can't be like, well, you shouldn't feel confused or like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying to Dallin, like you're being so weird. Like I'm not saying that to him. I'm just saying what I feel. And then he can just enlighten me like, oh, I, I didn't mean for you to feel confused. I was just doing this for this reason. And I have a fear around this, or this makes me anxious, or this has happened in my past, or if somebody right. got divorced and that made oh, me scared. Oh, I don't want you to not feel or, like I love you. My parents taught me this about marriage, and that's always stuck with me in a negative way, and I haven't really processed those feelings or haven't really decided what I think about that. You know, all, so many things that can yeah, be but under when it's there. Just, when you're just making about you, like, I feel this way, I feel this way, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm so, I would be so excited for my family to be at my wedding, I'm scared that that won't happen. I don't think that seems pushy at all. No, but just as long as you're reassuring him of your love and if things get emotional, like go back to just totally listening and understanding how he feels about it. Don't try to get your point across or anything. Just like make sure that the love and the trust is there, you know, and mm -hmm. it shouldn't have to be a pushy thing at all. Just tell like you should like our therapist says you shouldn't leave the house before knowing like 95% of what your partner's feeling. Just like, even just start a conversation like, how are you feeling right now? What are your feelings? Tell me your feelings. What are the top five feelings that you're having right now? And there's always more than one. And down when we do this, we're always like, oh. Like, I, and I it know. helps us. Like, it helps me when Ashley asks me that. I'm like, man, I guess that's what's going on inside my head that I haven't really processed or it might make me a little right. on edge. And we can like walk around and instead of me being like, wow, Dallin really has a bad attitude today. I can that I can actually think. And this is run oh, on with this story in your head. Yeah. Like, oh, Dallin's being a jerk again. It can be, oh, wow. Like Dallin's really stressing about this. How can I help him? It's like, made a world of difference. It's made a, and a, it's, and, a world of difference. <laughs> yeah. Like use us as an excuse. Like, like I've been listening and this is for everybody, not just for Rosa. Like everybody, this, you make it, it is might it, be weird at the beginning. I think it's Rosie. Rosie. No, Rosa. Oh, I, the one on top. We have another email from Rosie. Sorry. Oh no, Rosa. Yeah. So like, it's such a, it might be awkward at first, but once you know, like we got this from our therapist, you can get it from us and say, this might be weird, but I think this would be a really good conversation starters for us to have all the time because I always want to know how you're feeling. Cause it Sometimes is weird I don't if you've know. never done it. So like, if you just have a conversation every once in a while, like tell me your feelings, like what are you feeling right now? What are your top, what are your five, top feelings? five feelings? That's what we say. 
What are your top five feelings right now? Just out of nowhere or during a conversation or if like they move into a new topic or whatever. If it's you're such parting a good thing. ways. Parting ways. Like you should understand at least 95% of what your spouse is feeling, whatever it is. And then it's also just a, a way to build some love when you totally validate those feelings saying, man, I see how you'd feel that way. Or man, that's really hard. Or wow, I'm so excited for you. Or wow, I'm so happy for you. Whatever it is. Or like, man, it's like, gosh, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Or wow, like you worked so hard on that and it came through. I'm so proud of you. Whatever it is, you know? And then it's just like, that's what builds emotional intimacy. And then as you go out the door in the morning, you're just feeling so good about your spouse. You know, mm -hmm. that's what Ash and I have been working on. And we're still, we probably don't ask each other that as much as we should. But working towards understanding at least 95% of what your partner's feeling is a good goal to have. And that's something we're working on. And it's helped us so much. Yeah. So, so, so much. Okay, Ash, let's do one more. Okay. All right, let's do the next one. This one is called Confronting My Mother-in-Law. I'm already Shocked uncomfortable. All righty. Let's I hear how this goes. hate confrontations. Dallin's mom actually is always, when like sometimes she'll come up to me and she'll be like, if you didn't like this, would you tell me? Like if she gives me a gift or... If she makes dinner, she'll, because I think she knows the right answer in her head. She'll <laughs> ask, if you, if you didn't like this, would you let me know? And I always say, nope. <laughs> she just I like smiles and says, nope. I wouldn't let you know. Ashley hates confrontation. Yeah. All Anyways, right. Um, so this is probably going to be bad advice for me. I'll tell you what I would do. And then I'll tell you what I wish I would do. Not saying it's good or bad to hate confrontation. I've actually heard that you should push towards confrontation and, but handle it. Confrontation just means asking questions and figuring things out. It doesn't mean fighting. It just means you're confronting. Confronting kind of has like a fighting connotation to it. But confrontation is how like the best businesses break through to new ideas well, and even, like how couples like are become more than just the sum of their individual parts. Like they come up with a third alternative that's better than what the original, like they both originally had in their heads. So like confrontation is a good thing well, if you handle it correctly. Well, no one does. And you both, it's about on a foundation of love and reaching a common goal. But that's like the ideal situation. But when emotions are involved and lack of communication skills is there, which is like what 99.9% .9 of, you know, America deals with, confrontation usually ends up bad. So that's why confrontation has a negative connotation I to it. I suck at it. Like even, so we have like some team members who work with us to help the Dashleys like be the Dashleys. Mm -hmm. And even when they text and they're like, Hey, can, can we call? Can we have a call? I'm like, sure. But then like I told Dallin and I was like, I'm so nervous. What if they, <laughs> what if we've done something wrong? Cause Dallin and I have never yeah. like, you know, like had people who work for us before. We don't know how to do that. And I just get so nervous. I'm afraid they're going to be like, especially because I think most of them are like, you have a lot more skills than you give yourself credit for. They're smarter than me. And like, <laughs> more skilled than me <laughs> what do you think they're gonna do i don't know i just don't want them to be mad at me right nobody likes that's being mad. what i don't want them to do nobody would ever be mad at you well all right i practice i practically live in my car for work and listening to taking sides has really made sitting in traffic bearable oh well good glad we're glad avery um i have an issue i'd like you guys to weigh in on about my mother-in-law <gasps> oh my... she sent text pictures oh boy okay let's get down to these texts First, she said this, um, my husband and I have been together for five years. Man, it seems like five years is a common number That's around when we these went parts. To therapy. That's what we, seriously, we've been married five and a half coming up on six years. And that's when, yeah, that's when things get real. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm hundred percent in a confrontation, a hundred, I'm hundred percent a confrontation hating people pleaser. Oh yeah. 
So in the five years we were dating, I put up with his mother and her extreme lack of boundaries. She would ask super personal and inappropriate questions that I barely feel comfortable discussing with my own mom. Right. She would do things like reading my medications, ask me who I voted for during family <laughs> dinners, to which I replied, Pedro. <laughs> nice. Good answer. Or even asks who contributes more financially. Then goes on to say to me, well, I hope you're cleaning the house. And even no. asks about our sex life. Goodness gracious. Is she a therapist? It sounds <laughs> it sounds like she's... Uh, that's just... That's a lot. Okay. More often than not, she talks down to me. And I always leave her house feeling small. Gosh, that's so... That's so hard. That's frustrating. Go for a walk. Um, which makes going to her house a very anxious, driven situation for me. Where I'm constantly battling between being respectful, but also trying to stick up for myself at the same time. Oh my gosh. That sounds like such a hard situation. Since my husband and I are married now, I thought it was time for her and I to establish some boundaries. Oh while my gosh, I so much anxiety right now. Yeah. No, tell me it wasn't a sit-down conversation. Uh, uh, it looks like it was happening through text. Okay. All right. Um, Way to go. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So while it was hard for me to confront her, I felt like it was important we had this conversation if we were going to have a strong and healthy relationship in the future. Well, that is very mature of you, Avery. That's a very hard thing to do. After speaking with my husband, basically telling him how I felt and what I was going to do, I sent her the following message. See attachments one and two. Well, let's just scroll down oh, and wow, read the message. Oh, wow. She labeled them. Wow. This is, this is oh, really good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Number one. Good morning. So All this, right, is, this, the is, this is the text that she sent. Okay. I am so glad we were able to see you this weekend. I just wanted to come on here because there's something that's been bothering me and I feel like I owe it to you to communicate my feelings. I really hope your mother-in-law never listens to this. Because fan... Why? Because well, she would know this was... Oh, I don't know. No, it's okay. Keep going. I just I just had a small moment of anxiety for you. <laughs> Ashley's having a lot of anxiety over here. Kudos to you. Applaud to you. That's, that's This is big of you to do. Okay. Um, I feel like I needed to come on here because there's something okay, so that's Okay, so Dallin been, right now is reading the text message. Yeah, because there's something that's been bothering me and I feel like I owe it to you to communicate my feelings because my family is really important to me and I would really love to have a happy and healthy relationship with you, but healthy relationships require healthy boundaries, so pretending things are okay and not addressing them is not okay and I'm afraid it will lead to other misunderstandings and resentment. Man, this is wow. that was a good way of setting this up, showing like a lot of respect and showing that you care about her and you want a happy, healthy relationship. And that's that's like really good. Okay, moving on. So I think it's best to air it out and be on the same page. I agree. I'm uncomfortable talking and will no longer answer questions about divisions of household responsibilities, finances, and sex because my privacy is important to me. Also, I understand that you have strong political beliefs, but I am not sure that you realize that referring to us as liberals and millennials feels demeaning. Please don't make assumptions about our political beliefs. I can only imagine how hard it is for a mom to view her baby boy as grown but I can only imagine how hard it is for a mom to view. Oh, but I promise I will love him and care for him. Thank you for understanding that this was written because I want to maintain good relationships between family members. Wait, and then the mom, okay. the mom sent a kissy face. Wait, I think there's more context before we read attachments three and four. <laughs> that was okay, good. So that was what she texted All right, going back up to her, her mother-in-law. Then instead of replying to me, she screenshotted my message and sent it to my husband and said, See attachment three. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, like, gosh. does she assume your husband doesn't know? Seriously. Okay. So um, the mom sent this to her husband instead of replying. 
Do you feel the same way? Said her mom. Sometimes the truth hurts and this works both ways. I will always love you, son. Remember always to be true to yourself. And if you ever need to talk, don't hesitate. Oh, so the mom thinks like that he needs an advocate with his wife. Sometimes the truth hurts and this works both ways. It's, hmm. It sounds a, jabby. That a little jab there? Okay. Um, the husband said, me personally, it doesn't matter to me how you talk to me, but I hope you will respect and understand what she's saying. I love you too. Oh, good job, husband. Good job, husband. Well, well done. All right. It kind of hurts my... Going back to Avery's email, it kind of hurts my feelings that my husband didn't firmly stand by me and defend me and my wishes. Oh, well, I thought it kind of sounded like it did, but I don't know. There's a lot more than just a text message. So, it does. It's hard because it's like different relationships. So maybe he really just doesn't care. Um, uh, well, like, that, I thought it was nice of him to say like, you can talk to me however you want, but please respect like my wife's wishes. Love you too. I thought that was really good. Yeah. But anyways, okay. I get where she's coming from though. Oh, Ashley's pushing Siri buttons. Okay. It kind of hurts my feelings. My husband. Okay. Three months have passed and I have yet to receive a reply from her. Hmm, that's really weird. Oh, that's weird. I have told my husband that I support him visiting his mother, but until she and I can come to an understanding about boundaries and expectations, I refuse to visit her. I didn't say it in a spiteful way. I just feel like if you can't give me the respect to say, okay, I hear you, then why should I give you my time and energy? My main reason for doing this is because if we can't come to an understanding and have a positive relationship, then she will not be allowed my around my children in the future. Is that wrong mindset to have? No. Was I wrong for how I handled the situation? No. Is it wrong for me to be upset that my husband didn't back me up more? No. Should I just be the bigger person and reach out to her? No. <laughs> Dallin's like, yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me ramble. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Love, Avery. Well, well she you are definitely not in the... She should have definitely... This is so awkward for her to not reply. Like your mom is just... Her, his mom is just totally dismissing you. Like... Right. And I'm the queen of not answering text message, messages. But I feel like I would have answered that one. Oh, I would hope. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't feel bad at all, Avery, to say... Hey, um, just you following could, up on this. It's yeah, been you could three just months text and, it, her and be like, I'm feeling even more text? awkward. I about would say, this. if I were brave, I'd be like, Hey, did you, do you want to talk about that text I sent? I know you sent it to my husband. D do you want to talk about that with me? Be like, Hey, I, this is awkward for me, but I feel like the air is even more muddy now since I haven't received a reply from you. I'd just love to clear the air and talk about this. Like, if That's you want, nicer. we could we could talk over the phone or something. I just, I just want to have a good relationship with you. It's weird. And I that need she... you to understand where I'm coming from. And I would love to hear you. Like, I would love to talk to you about this. Like, it's, it's weird that she screenshotted it. It was like, almost like she was trying to get you in trouble. Yeah. It's just, and then not replying and just like, like, it'd be fine to text your husband and be like, I just got a text from, from, from your wife. Like, do you guys both feel that way? Like, I think that would be fine if she's just trying to kind of like figure things things out and like what the situation is like if she thinks if she didn't know she maybe hurt your feelings or stepped over boundaries yeah but the screenshot is kind of like confrontational Not nothing else it's just like uh, so there must be something else going on behind the scenes because from what your husband said i hope you were respected and understand what she's saying like that sounds like he was backing you up just fine and i think he could have done more and been like yeah it was it's really uncomfortable it's been uncomfortable for both of us unless it really hasn't been uncomfortable for you he's just speaking his truth 
like, I don't care how you talk to me, but like, I, I will respect my wife and not talk about those things anymore. But it probably is uncomfortable for him if it's uncomfortable for his wife probably. because he's over there knowing because his it's wife affecting is his like... relationship. Yeah. And now his wife, now Avery doesn't even feel comfortable going over there right. at all. And I don't like, do, and then the husband's don't... in a weird situation because he wants to see his family, but doesn't want to leave his wife here. So like all of my anti-confrontational things, I don't know if I would like make the big stand and not go over there because it kind of makes it into a bigger confrontation and like a bigger thing. Yeah. I probably would have, I probably would have still just gone over there. I would understand not wanting to, I, I totally get not wanting to go over there. Maybe the mom was hoping you would come over to talk to you in person. I don't mm, know. I don't think, I don't think that's, that's just a on. total guess. She sounds like a Barb. Barb from the bachelor. Yeah. Whew. I, maybe. Um, Okay, so it's just like... Okay, what's our advice? Let's boil this down. My advice, I feel you. I would I definitely totally empathize with you. If you really... Like, I would be the person to just not say anything else ever again. And I would just kind of like check out from the family and be present, but just not like be friends. Like, I just wouldn't try anymore. That's, that's what I would do. Me. Yeah. Like, me personally. That's not like the great... That's not a good thing to do, but that's like what I would do. Yeah. What I think you should do is to just send a re a, a, another text and be like, Hey, I'd really like to talk about that text. I sent you. Or you could just take it to the next level and call her. No, don't call her. That's way too scary. That's just what I would do. I know you would do that. Uh, but I think going along with what you said about wanting to keep the family relationship strong, I would still go over there. You don't have to have like a jovial, friendly relationship with her, but I would still, you know, go to family get togethers and stuff. If she's really being inappropriate and demeaning you. Unless she's just totally being you, rude to you, then like, like you don't have to. I would not. And maybe I would bring that up and be like, listen, we're going to have a family and I want to feel comfortable with my children being around you. Yeah. And I want to feel like I can trust you and, and for that to happen, for us, for me to trust you with, with my sweet babies is you, we need to be somewhat friends. So we need to talk about this. Yeah. Like put some skin in the game, grandma. You mm -hmm. don't get the grandkids if you don't talk to me. Yep. You should totally do that. And, um, maybe get some more context from your husband. I don't know. And, uh, it sounds like we're missing some context because apparently he didn't back her up as much as she would have liked it to. is like it could have been more it really could have been, been more but it definitely wasn't like not nice it wasn't nothing that's why don and i were like oh okay like yeah. it wasn't nothing like before we read what she said next we thought her husband did a good job so there must be something else going on i would definitely still go over there and like just it kind um, of I get, I, but it, text her again because like it's the the air is just muddier now you know yeah so um, man, good luck with this, Avery. Maybe hopefully, do some, hopefully like, some, some good things come from this and you can send a follow-up email. Have your husband go talk to her and feel the situation out. He probably already has if and he's been be going like, over there. You know, like not from you, but have him go over there and be like, hey, have you and my wife talked at all? Yeah. Like, are you guys still weird? And see what she says so mm. that you have more information. Yeah, but you not going over there now, I would say is just making things worse, really. Yeah, but it's not like the mother-in-law is trying I know she really should She's be kind of just like lording over everyone. But I would still like show that it's not like you're still happy with your family and you're still willing to make things work, even though she hasn't texted you back. I would still like make it known that you care about the family and, and not stop going over there personally. I, think I would still like go a weird cultural thing where like in-laws, like, like the parents of your spouse feel like you owe them something sometimes. Like I think there's so many wonderful situations 
where it's just like a friend relationship. But I think this kind of sounds like where she's kind of like, like you come to me, like I will approve of you or I won't approve of you. And I think that kind of like runs in our culture a little bit. Like they can just like, it's, I don't know. Like all I know is I want the significant others of our children to just feel so much love and acceptance from us. Right. Like, I just want to be like so open and loving and, and I just want to treat them so chill and, and make it known that I don't want to control their life. They have all the freedom to make their own choices. I'm here to support They're them every step of the way. Falling beneath some expectation that like, we had for gosh, our Gosh, I just want that to be so spouse. clear that that's how I feel. Like, and we make it known from the very beginning and, and just like, show so much that love to our them. opinion is not a factor. And they can come to us for advice anytime, but we're not just going to dish it out unless they ask for it. The, all that stuff. Yeah. Like the only thing that matters to me is that George or James has found someone who they love and who loves them. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm like, oh, I don't know if our personalities really mesh or I don't know how they're going to fit in with our family. Definitely will not do what Barb did on The Bachelor. That right. was so rude. Because it's just hard to dig out of that hole. Yeah, like, what if he did end up marrying Maddie? Like, geez, that's that just hurt your relationship for the rest of your life. All right, uh, good luck with this, Avery, and I really hope it goes well. Def I would definitely follow it up with at least a text, if not just going over there and being like, hey, can we chat? You know how yeah. bachelors always bring him aside to chat? Don't feel crazy. It's just like, like I want to talk to you. I want to have the relationship. And I just, this is, this is real for me. And like, it's real. I'm your daughter-in-law. I want to make this work. These are like, yeah, these that, are my needs. Like, again, you get are real. so brave for doing that. You are so brave and applauds to you and you got this. All right, you guys, that was the podcast. Thank you so much as always for listening. Go join the Facebook group if you're not part of it yet. We share the links here. We ask your guys advice. You can give your feedback on what you think. You can help out Avery and Rosa and the other people that wrote in on this and every episode. Yeah, I feel like we didn't have great information. Like these are all areas we basically for this one we just gave what we would do or like told them that we're failing in this situation already <laughs> um, I, I i hope that's everybody everybody has those expectations of us because I mean, like, we're not professionals we were like, drug yourself and then <laughs> me don't talk to her don't don't confront oh my god stay far away from this okay okay you guys know us and you love us and we're grateful for that okay have a great rest of your day stay safe Please don't get the coronavirus. If you do, we hope you recover. See you next time.